The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Sone, and I know that a lot of you that have been trying to buy properties in the last sort of couple of years, maybe, have been experiencing down valuations or you probably would have heard about other people experiencing down valuations and for those that don't know a down valuation is where you agree a price to buy a property let's say it's a hundred thousand pounds and then when the mortgage lender send out their surveyor to revalue the property all they're doing is just making sure that it's worth the money that you're paying for it that their uh, investment and their lending is going to be secure so that chartered surveyor goes out to the property, they do their own valuation, which is always different to the estate agent's valuation, by the way. And I have done an episode on the three different ways to value a property. But yeah, the chartered surveyor goes out, values the property, and then writes a report that outlines what they think the property value actually is. Now, a lot of that report will depend on the current climate, it depends on existing completed sales, that's important. And it will be actual evidence of other sales in relation to the current climate. Now, if we're in a particularly cautious mortgage lending market, or there's a lot of uncertainty about the future of the property market is very uncertain, then a lot of chartered surveyors will be overly cautious. So they may well be a bit tighter on their valuation of a property. Which, what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, look, you forgive me if you already know this stuff. I am gonna tell you in a minute how you can still continue to invest well, even if you've had a down valuation, and also how you can capitalize on down valuations as well. But for those that don't know, what it means to you is that if you're gonna buy that property at 100,000 pounds, and you were gonna borrow a mortgage of 75,000 pounds, but the chartered surveyor comes back with a report that says, I think it's only worth 90,000 pounds, then that means you have to find the additional 10,000 pounds yourself in order to be able to borrow enough money to buy that property, sorry, in order to be able to buy that property. So there are other ways to get around that. Look, if you've had that exact valuation that I've just described there, you could go back to the seller of the property and say, look, a chartered surveyor has valued it at £90,000, so therefore my offer becomes £90,000. Or there could be some ground in between where you can say to the seller, look, it's been valued at £90,000 instead of £100,000, but I still want to buy it. Would you accept 95? So in that instance, you would just have to find the additional 5,000 pounds to make up the extra amount that, um, that has been 
downvalued, if that makes any sense. Hopefully that does make sense. But there's another thing you can do here. You can still invest in that property if you think that the value of that property is going to increase by more than the down valuation difference. So again, if it's been, if you're buying it for 100,000 and it's been down valued to 90,000 pounds, which by the way, doesn't mean if you sold it, it will be sold for 90,000. What it means is based on the evidence historically, we believe it's going to be a value of 90,000 pounds to the mortgage lender which is why you have to take into account uncertainty, cautiousness, climate, all of those things. So you could feel or know that that property is going to increase in value significantly. You could also feel that you're going to refurbish that property or you're gonna add value to that property, which is still gonna put you in positive equity uh, or make you profit on, on the price that you've invested in it. So if you feel like that, then you can still progress with that purchase as long as you've calculated that you can still make profit, you'll still grow the value of that property and so on, it still works for you. But here's another little twist to all of this. Think of this in a longer term, right? Because bear in mind, you're investing in this property to keep hold of, you're gonna rent it out, you're gonna get the rent profit and so on. You're not gonna sell it tomorrow. So if you have to put a bit of extra money in it, or it's, uh, you've had a down valuation, it's gonna cost you a bit more, then think of what it's gonna be like in two years time. Because that's the chance, the chances are that's, that's really where you're gonna then refinance that property. Now, the same situation is gonna happen again. However, there's a bit of a twist. Your mortgage lender is going to revalue the property as well. And they're gonna go to the property, well, the chartered surveyor is gonna go to the property revalue it based on the last couple of years of sold property evidence and based on the current climate, current certainties, current property market, and they're gonna revalue it. Now actually what's interesting is that they're, they're probably not gonna take into account what they valued it at two years ago because that's based on different out-of-date evidence. They're gonna revalue it using new evidence. It's awesome. Because if there is uncertainty today, but there's not uncertainty in two years, and the property market carries on for the next two years, selling at good values, good levels, then in two years time, what is what the evidence, what is the evidence that that surveyor is going to be able to calculate from? The chances are it's gonna be very positive. Certainly at the moment, the property market is going crazy and chartered surveyors and mortgage lenders are doing their best to try and keep it under some sort of wrap, trying to keep it as controlled as possible. Mortgage surveyors are being cautious, mortgage lenders are being cautious on values, but the prices are still going, the properties are still selling and they're selling very well and they're selling at very good prices. So what that means to you, Mr. and Mrs. Property Investor, is that if you buy a property now and it's gonna end up costing you a bit more because it's been downvalued and you have to put a bit of extra cash in in order to get that property through, then think about it in two years time. And if you have a little bit of confidence that says to you, well, I think that in two years time, this property is gonna be worth more. And I think that in two years time, I'm gonna be able to get some profit out. And hey, it's not a bad shout. 
So those are the things that I want you to remember. First of all, down valuations aren't the end of the world. You can get around them. I mean, look, there's, there's a ton of different ways and strategies that you can get around a down valuation. You can appeal it. And maybe I should do a, a piece of content about how to properly appeal a down valuation. Actually, do you know what, Sonic? I'm going to do it now, top of my head. So the first thing you could do is gather your own evidence. I'm going to give you a perfect example here. I bought a property and... I estimated the value to be about 190,000, 195,000 once it was completed. A surveyor came out and said it's worth 175. Now, I know that my valuation may not have been spot on, but it certainly wasn't 20 grand more than it should be. I've been doing this long enough to know how to calculate a valuation. So I went back to the surveyor and I showed him evidence which effectively said you can't buy a three-bedroom house for under under 190,000, which is in top condition. You cannot buy, in the area that I bought that house, you cannot buy a three-bedroom house in prime condition for under 190,000 pounds, but you valued this property at 175. And he came back with an, a revised valuation of 190,000, which I was happy with. But I had to provide that surveyor with loads of evidence, sold property prices uh, over the last couple of years, existing examples of other three bedroom properties that were sold for around or for around the same sort of price that I was trying to achieve or more. I also showed him some two bedroom houses that were worth that were sold completed for 180 and he was trying to tell me that my big three bedroom house was worth 175. No, just wrong. Maybe he was out, he was from a different area. Maybe he didn't quite know the area. Maybe he was being lazy. They're just human beings, ladies and gents. They make mistakes. They get things wrong. Sometimes they're having a good day. Sometimes they're having a bad day, just like you and me. Sometimes you can't be bothered. Sometimes you're hugely passionate and enthusiastic. But in that case, he made a mistake and he amended it. Credit to him. He took the evidence. He revised his valuation and got the, uh, the valuation across the line. Um, and I got my mortgage back out and it was all good and uh, a decent investment for me. But back to the main point, there's loads of ways that you can get round a down valuation and there's loads of ways that you can capitalise on a down valuation in the future. Like I say, it might be that in two years time, the, the market will have grown, that area will have grown, that property will have grown in value. You're going to do some work to the property that's going to add value to it. Um, one way or another, you're, you're expecting it to be worth more in two years' time than it is now, or certainly than the difference between your purchase price and the down valuation. So if you get down valued by £10,000, then you're going to want the, uh, the, the value in two years' time to be more than that difference of £10,000. So uh, that's one way to do it. And look, you can also capitalise on this by... How can I put this into an example? Let's say that exact example again. You're buying a place for £100,000 and you know it's worth £100,000. You know that's a good deal. But the surveyor, for some reason, comes and values that property at 90000 10 grand less. But you know it's worth £100,000. Now, you could go to the seller and say, look, here's the chartered surveyor's valuation, so I'm going to have to buy this for, for £90,000 instead. If the seller agrees to that, there is actual evidence to suggest that they should agree to that. Actual evidence. 
And if they go with that reduced price, but you know it's worth 100, then you've got yourself a good deal. I guess in all instances, you should try, okay? It's up to the seller whether they want to accept your offer or not. You're not ripping anybody off. It's up to them whether they accept or not. And all you're doing is using the evidence that you've been given by a chartered surveyor, might I add, that is saying to that seller, look, the property is worth less than I'm buying it for. And technically it is. I mean, you might have different information. You might have different experience or different insight, but you know, nevertheless, the actual evidence from a chartered professional says that the property is worth 90. You're entitled to buy it for 90. You're not, you don't owe anybody any favors. Uh, so look, personally, I don't mind down valuations as long as I can either get a good deal out of it or I'm gonna get my money back. As a property investor, you should always ask yourself first. The first question or the first rule of property investing is when can I get my money back? How quickly can I get my money back? And how much cash am I gonna be without in that term, in that period of time? So if you're gonna get all of your money back out in two years time, how much cash are you leaving in that property during that two years? If it's a lot of money and you feel like I could do better, let's say you're leaving a hundred grand in a property. Are you gonna get more money back out of that property in two years than you could make with that £100,000 within two years. I hope that makes sense. If the answer is yes, then leave your money in. If the answer is no, you could make more money with your £100,000 by, by not purchasing that property, not tying up £100,000 and using that £100,000 to invest in other properties, do that. So I've kind of veered off topic there. Shock horror, I know. Well, you all know me by now, I think. Um, so uh, look, I hope there's some information in there. Don't be worried about down valuations. Don't just lose a property deal just because a down valuation has come in. Check whether you can appeal it. Talk to your estate agent. Talk to your sourcing agent. Talk, talk to your mortgage advisor. They should all be able to help you appeal a down valuation. And remember, all of those people want that property to complete because they don't get paid until it completes. So they will help you as much as they can. I hope that has been of some form of help. And by the way, if you are a property investor and you want to find off market, below market value deals, then I run a property broker, which is connected with vetted, tried, tested property sourcing agents in some in most parts of the country, in the good parts of the country that I would invest in or that I am investing in. So if you want me to help you find those off-market, below-market value property deals, then I will certainly do that. I'll just connect you up with the right sourcing agents and let you take it from there. Alternatively, hey, do you know what? If you would like to discuss lettings management, I don't say this enough. I don't really sell much. I'm not really a salesy kind of guy, but if you want to talk about lettings management, Maybe you're a self-managing landlord now and you want somebody to take over management of your properties now. Or maybe you're with another agent and you want to compare services, compare fees. Or maybe you're buying an investment property and you want to talk about management. Or maybe you're a self-managing landlord and you want to carry on being a self-managing landlord, but you want my documents, my templates, my guides, my checklists, my contracts for you to be able to use in the future let me know, contact me. It's tom at pinkstreet.co.uk or you can message me through Facebook 
or you can comment on one of my videos and I'll contact you. One way or another, get in contact, lettings management, property sourcing. Um, how's that for a sales pitch? I never know how to sell in these things because actually I'm giving you information. I'm giving you advice and tips and hints. Not really thinking of it as a sales thing, but I hope it helps. And uh, if you want to do some business together, that would be great. Speak to you all later. Take care. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.